0: ever connected with someone and built it up to be more than it actually was did you fall into what some might call the banter trap this is thirsty the podcast surface level
1: hi everyone this is laura and today i'm sharing a little story about somebody i sort of tried to date but i guess didn't really date but still had some some thoughts about. Um, I matched with Liam um, over the summer. I was in the city having a fun boozy brunch with a girlfriend. I love a boozy brunch, and that meant that my Bumble location was where all of the single men are in Chicago. A fun city neighborhood, um, a great place to go and turn your location on when you live in the suburbs like I do. <laughs> Little location fishing. Um, he and I started messaging back and forth that day. And then of course I did have to reveal that I was a suburbanite, but we kept on chatting. I didn't scare him off. And we quickly realized that we had opposite weekend custody schedules, which we all know as single parents dating is not an ideal situation when your weekends don't line up, but we both acknowledged and agreed that we were each individually awesome. And we thought it would be worth meeting up. So we kept on texting. Liam was fun and super flirty and sweet over text. He would call me things like pretty girl and tell me that I was a charmer, which normally I would not like, especially from somebody that I had not even met, but for whatever reason, Liam was charming me. And I liked all of like the little sweet things that he would say to me. We also just had a lot of fun text exchanges about common interests. Um, We had a lot that I thought we would, you know, a lot of reasons I thought we would get along. And so we decided to go out on a date. And Liam planned a super sweet date in a location in the city that would be convenient for me, which was really thoughtful for me from a commuting perspective of getting into the city and back out. It was um, a great location, a fun, sweet little um afternoon date, and then a couple of hours before the date, Liam called me. We hadn't talked on the phone yet, so I was very surprised with this out of the blue call. Um, I really liked hearing his voice, which was fun for the first time, but I didn't like the news. He had a family emergency; he had to cancel the date.
0: I remember uh, that day they canceled because we'd heard a lot about Liam up to then. Because what was kind of we all know every once in a while you match with someone where like it's almost like um. I don't know if lightning is the right word, but it's really like the chemistry is really obvious, like back and forth, really witty, really fun. And so we'd heard quite a bit about him. So there was a lot of buildup and we were all like, I want to, I want to know this Liam guy too. I want to know does he live up to the hype? So whenever you told us he had canceled, we were like, "Mm." like we were all kind of disappointed and also like, well, what's what it kind of threw us quite a bit because it was such a like hard left turn.
1: Yeah. I mean, and the cancellation was genuine and I think him calling was him trying to show like, I'm clearly into meeting you, but this thing came up and I need to to be there. And it was, I think a hundred percent, a very legit reason to cancel. Um, and I will say too, like around this time I had, I remember I had gone on a big, like swiping and matching spree. So I remember my Bumble queue had a lot of matches in it. And he was really the only one that I had continued to talk with. And I do think there is such a small percentage that make it into actual real texting and plans to meet, um, because it just, I feel like, or at least I don't hit it off with very many people where there's a lot of like good back and forth where I'm actually like enthused about them. And I was super excited about Liam. So the next day he and I texted and we made a coffee date, um, for a couple of days later, I was still very excited to meet Liam. However, I started to kind of pay more attention to our texting and Liam wasn't really asking me any real questions about myself. We both had kids and I knew the basics about his children, but he never asked me any questions about mine. Like how many children I have, like super simple, normal things that I always get asked because I'm very clear that I'm a parent, usually pretty early on, people will ask how old are your kids or how many do you have? Like simple, like basic who you are questions. And I wasn't getting any of that from Liam. I, you know, inquired about things with him, about his interests, his career, his family, and he wasn't returning that level of kind of inquisitiveness with me.
0: Yeah. I remember, you know, something that I think is kind of a benefit from having girlfriends, you know, or our close friends, um, whenever you're dating, like we all know that we're going through transitions and we're constantly learning. And something that really struck me about that time is six months earlier, you'd been, you, know, you'd had spirit experiences like David, the disaster and got, you know, got, found yourself in these really unhealthy, toxic situations. And what I thought was really interesting is six months later, like clearly you'd been working really hard on yourself and certain things that you knew you wanted to be better because the way you approach, not, not that Liam was in any way toxic, but just like the things that you were wondering about. Were different. Like you, like, I think with David, the disaster, you wouldn't have necessarily noticed that, or you would have like brushed it off. Whereas with this one, you were actually thinking about it. You were thinking about like, is this person um, healthy? You know, is that like, am I getting what I need out of this? And I, I think that's interesting to watch. Like as we get healthier, I think the way we approach dating changes so radically in the way that we accept or don't accept certain situations and know what's right for us at a given time.
1: Yeah, I definitely was more self-aware as far as what felt good to me in kind of that stage of things, because I'm really high on someone getting to know who I am. And also like I'm putting the effort in. So why isn't this person putting the effort back into it in the same way that I am, which I think is really telling again, he wasn't doing anything wrong. It was just like, I'm asking you questions and trying to get to know you and we're texting a lot. And it's, you know, I'm getting like the, again, the, how's my pretty girl today, which now I'm like, gross. But like then I was like, Oh, you know, I think he's attractive and I think we'd hit it off and I think we'd have a lot in common, but wow, it's weird that he's not really asking about me. But again, I hope that I was hoping that it was just his textile and that in person, you know, I was really ready to gauge in person, is it deeper than this, or is this who and how he is? And that's probably not for me. It was kind of my positioning on what a date with him would be like. Um, However, on the day of our rescheduled date, I woke up to a very early morning text, I would say like 6 30 in the morning, which was also surprising because. I don't text anybody that early in the morning. Um so somebody I haven't met yet has, you know, like texted me. I remember I was still in bed and I heard my phone buzz and I looked and then and I was really excited about the date that day and it was like a, a a lunchtime coffee date. So I had been kind of preparing my day around like going to it and um he had said that he needed to cancel. He gave me a really crazy story of something happening with his friend from the night before and it was, it was odd, Like the, the first excuse for canceling was a very legitimate cancellation reason. And the second one was, it was very odd. I think Heather, I had shared it with you. Like I was screenshotted it and I was like, so I got this, like, it just, it felt often weird and then he said within that text that he clearly just didn't have the space in his life at that time to date, which was also a very big turn from like, we hadn't even met yet. There was no pressure on this situation. It was very odd.
0: Well, I think it's interesting too. um, Sometimes people give you little clues, like after you've been talking to them for a little while, sometimes they start giving you little clues that maybe their life is messier than they're presenting mm-hmm. like little things falling through the cracks, losing track of things, canceling last minute, some back and forth inconsistency. And I, you know, and what's funny, and this is something I need to work on. I know if I'm really into someone, I'll start to see those messy things. And instead of calling off, like I tend to rationalize it because I just, you know, I, I'm into them and it's kind of interesting. Like, I feel like we have to like get butter at when you see those things, maybe you just need to move on, you know? Yeah. And like, I, I don't know. I, I just always think that's interesting when people start to show the messy things. And like, I also think about me, like once in a while, my messy stuff comes out and those have been the times I've taken dating breaks where I'm like, wow, I don't think I'm in a place to date right now in a way that's healthy, you know, yeah. <laughs> benching myself because I feel like I need to.
1: And I obviously always think it's important for people to be in a good and healthy place to date, to feel like that, you know, I wouldn't want to go down a path with someone, you know, if he had just continued trying to date me and had other stuff going on under the surface that he wasn't acknowledging or dealing with, it wouldn't have ended well anyway. So like, I don't, I don't fault him for choosing to take a step back. It was just very surprising up to this point because it had been, and what had happened, the night before of his reason for canceling really didn't have anything to do with him personally. So it was just, it was kind of odd, but <laughs> whatever, these are strangers we meet on the internet. So we don't know the full story. <laughs> we just know the pieces that were told. Um, so I wished Liam the best. And a couple of days later, I decided to take the Heather approach. Heather, I feel like you're always, you know, when something doesn't connect in a love connection way, you're always very good about throwing out friendship for somebody that you feel like you'd have a good connection with. So. I reached out a couple of days later and I just, you know, threw out the option of friendship. Um, I still felt like we had a lot of common interests and I didn't think there was any reason that we couldn't grab like a friendly cup of coffee or go to a museum as friends or something else. And Liam happily accepted the offer of friendship. He was super excited about it. I think, again, he had seemed To be genuinely interested in me in some way, shape or form and thought that, you know, taking the pressure off of dating made sense and just being friends. So we decided to have a little friendly coffee friend date the next week, which I was super excited about because I was excited to finally meet Liam after all of this back and forth. And, you know, I really did feel like we would have a really great in-person connection and I was interested in proving myself right. I feel like sometimes you get a gut feeling about somebody like, um, and when you go down a path and then they unmatch or you end up not meeting or it fizzles out or whatever, you always kind of wonder like, Oh, would I have liked them in person? Um, And I wanted to kind of see if I was correct that my, you know, intuition was correct about Liam and I, I and whatever connection. So we decided to meet up one very hot and very windy summer afternoon. I was wearing a cute little sundress and cute little sandals, and I was ready for a fun and relaxed coffee friend date. And and Liam walked up. I was kind of surprised because I thought we would have this like great like physical attraction to him. Like I thought I would be like, "Whoa, like this guy is great. I wish I could date him like and just feel what I had thought from his profile and from us talking. No, <laughs> I <laughs> felt nothing. <laughs> And he looked like his pictures. There was no catfishing involved. His pictures were current. He looked how I expected. I had heard his voice before. So that always, sometimes I get weird about voices not matching up with faces for whatever reason. And so I'm like, no, I had already heard his voice and asked who he was. He looked who how he should look based on pictures, but I felt absolutely no chemistry with him at all. So I do, and at that point I'm like, well, I don't think I was missing out on anything like this. I don't think this would have been a love connection. Um, so we were supposed to grab coffee, and he had picked a place, but for whatever reason, I don't know, if it wasn't open, or there was some other could have been something COVID-related. I don't remember. But we decided to just walk around the park that was near us. But it was so windy, it was so hot. My hair is blowing everywhere. My dress, I learned, was not meant for that much walking because my dress kept on riding up. So I'm like pulling down my dress holding my hair. I'm wearing sandals that are not meant for this much walking. And I think we walked for at least 30 minutes and there were benches. We could have sat on a bench. I should have suggested a bench, but we just, for some reason, kept on marching around this park and talking. But again, in person, no personal questions, we talked about his kids. I'd ask questions, you know, he'd bring up something related to parenting or whatever. And then I would bring mine up and share stories. And he never, again, never asked how many kids I had, how old they were like really basic, basic things. And our kids were around the same age. So like I was, but there's only so much you can offer up sometimes because I feel like there needs to be that back and forth. Like, are you actually interested? These are really easy things for you to grab onto and ask about. And it didn't happen.
0: Do anytime th- there've been a few times I've been on dates with someone and something that I've started to wonder about is whenever they don't ask me questions, trying to get to know me. I wonder two things. One, are they just very self-centered or secondly, are they actually like not in a healthy place to date where they've got a lot going on in their head and they're just not present because I have, there've been a few dates turned friends, you know, cause I do that where I felt like they weren't present when we were dating. And now that I'm friends with them, I know more about their backstory and I knew that there were other things going on that I didn't know about and that doesn't change anything. I don't want to date anyone who doesn't want to ask me questions. Like it doesn't change the outcome, but it is a good reminder to me that like, am I being present and am I actually here or is it that I'm being self-centered? I think mm-hmm. to me, I think it's like one of those two things most of the time.
1: Yeah. there's definitely something that just wasn't <laughs> aligning in the way that I would need it to be if this had been an actual date. Uh, um, and again, we walked for a real long time. And then finally we grabbed a cup of coffee. Great. And I thought we would sit outside of the Starbucks and I could rest my feet for a little bit, drink my (laughs) coffee. He did buy me my coffee. That was very nice. Thank you, Liam. And we didn't sit there. I don't remember why. I don't know what the issue was with the tables outside of the Starbucks, but he just wanted to keep on walking. So we kept on walking and (laughs) Like what is happening here? And my feet hurt. I'm hot. Like I I was kind of done at that point. And again, the conversation was just so basic. And there was a lot of banter, all of this banter, and it wasn't anything real. It was jokey and this and that. And it just, again, there was no pressure on this because it wasn't a date. So I felt like he could have been more real and laid back and whatever but it was like a lot of shtick like just it was it was look I didn't I didn't I didn't enjoy it and I was really ready for it to be done and I you know hit the point where we both needed to go our separate ways except our ways were not separate I needed to walk to the train he needed to walk to his bus stop which was by the train so then we walked together and I was (laughs) like (laughs) so we walked to the train he gave me a hug um Texted me after and said he, you know, that he had fun on our non date. And he asked me to text him when I got home safely, which is always nice. And I did. And then we never talked again. That was it. We never texted again. It was like we both kind of just must have known, like I knew that I didn't need anything more from this. And that, quite honestly, I don't even think I would have gotten a fruitful, like fun friendship out of it. Cause it could have been a fun thing where we could have done some things together as friends. But I didn't enjoy that initial friendly coffee date, So I didn't need anything more there. So
0: how long was it like from beginning to end? How, like from like when you first started talking to this, like fateful walk on a, <laughs> on a hot day, maybe like three or so, no longer than three weeks, but yeah, probably like a month. So funny how that one It's like, nope, done yeah, it was a month of probably texting every day,
1: sending each other's pictures friendly. I mean, there was a lot of back and forth and a lot of talking. And again, I thought I would be really attracted to him and wasn't. Um, but yeah, it was, it was a good chunk of time to just like meet him and be like, Nope, next. Like I'm (laughs) I'm not interested. And again, he didn't do anything wrong, but my gut check on that one was definitely wrong from
0: the get go of what I thought it would be like versus what it was actually like. So did you think that, um, did you think that you and Liam actually would have become friends or was that like when you invited him on a date, was that like, still like, did you think you would actually make the transition to friendship?
1: I mean, was I holding out a little bit of hope for it to turn into something more? I think possibly in the back of my head, I was like, certainly we're going to see each other and he's going to be like, no, I need to date her. She's great. And I would think that I wanted to really date him and think he was great because again, like nothing had switched for me. I was still out there dating when he had decided to pull back from dating. So clearly I had an interest, um, But again, no ulterior motives in that if we had met and hit it off and he still wanted to be friends, 100% would have been fine with that and would have respected where he was at and would have enjoyed, again, doing some of the things that I felt like we had in common. Uh, But again, I would have needed that extra layer of something. Like if, If after that friend date, if he had texted me after and said, that was so great, let's make plans for something else. I don't think I would have been there for it because I didn't enjoy the, the first time when we hung out. And I feel like, again, the bar was so low for that. There was no pressure. There was no need to impress. We weren't trying to date each other. We were very clear. It was friendly and to not be able to be a little bit more real with me then would have meant I didn't need any, I wouldn't have been interested in it after that point.
0: I know you work really hard trying to get, you know, both opening the door showing it was welcomed and you were trying to get Liam to go deeper than the surface on multiple occasions. Why do you think he was so like just surface level at all times?
1: I don't, I mean, I did get the sense that he hadn't dated in a while. So either again, there was something else, you know, he wasn't quite ready to get back out there or he was out of practice with dating. I I like to think that he just wasn't quite up and running from a dating perspective of really realizing kind of the kind of effort you need to put in, in order to have a good date. Again, whether it's getting to know someone as friends or something more, um, cause again, he had a lot of great qualities. He was attractive, is attractive, um, had a good career. He had a lot of interests again, that aligned with mine, um, that made him very attracted to attractive to me. And he always seemed to be up to interesting things um, around his neighborhood and the city going to stuff. He seemed to be a super engaged dad. Like he had a lot of good things happening there, which is why I was interested. Like, and I thought that we would connect well, but clearly he just wasn't in the place yet to date. Or there was something that I didn't know from this, again, internet stranger where you don't get the full picture of anybody. And I think that's a good reminder that, You can think, you know, certain things, but until you really get to know somebody on a deeper level, you don't know everything else that's hiding under the surface. And sometimes there are things that are holding people back. I think Liam did the right thing again of pulling back from dating because I don't think he was in the place to do that. Although Heather, I do think you've seen him on the app since then. So he's only been putting himself out there from time to time. I think, I hope, I hope he's gotten over whatever might've been holding him back from dating in a better way and is more successful now because he was a super nice person. Um, had a lot going for him, but you have to put in the effort to really try and get to know somebody. Otherwise what's the point? It
0: could be anybody. Although I will say, I think it's a good reminder too, that people are looking for all kinds of different things. Because for me, I've certainly gone out with plenty of lambs. And the thing that I always come back to is, are you closed off or is there really no emotional depth there? Mm. Some people it's not there. It's really not. They are perfectly, they're more in party mode. There's no depth. And, and I think there, I know it sounds fine because you and I think, I mean, obviously we have this podcast, we think about things, we talk about things There are, you know, big things in our life that we really care about and have big feelings about. That's not everybody. You know, I, I think we've both gone on plenty of dates with men that to be honest, I don't, I, I just don't think that they are that deep of a person. They really aren't like, they're happy to go out and drink and, you know, have these superficial, um, connections on dates And even in full relationships to a degree, that's not enough for like, I know for me, that's not enough. And I don't think for you, that's enough. Like we, Mm -hmm. we really crave these like deep, meaningful connections and there are plenty of people out there that that's just not their thing. And that's okay. But it it does, it is something I always wonder. It's like when there's someone I'm interested in and it's like at the surface level and obviously I'm out because that's not what I'm looking for. But I just like wonder, is it because there's nothing there or because you're closed off and like maybe you're not in a healthy place where you're comfortable opening up to someone? It makes me think about um, someone I dated recently for a couple months. He really – and we actually have an episode about him. But he um, he was so open. He was so open. Um, that depth was definitely there. And what I noticed is that – shocking. It kind of shocked me a little bit because I was so used to these people that play it safe or that there's not much there. And whereas he had like all this depth. Um, I don't know. It's just, it's always really interesting to me. Like they're either closed off or that's really all they've got.
1: Yeah. And that's true. And you kind of have to be willing to, if you're into somebody enough, you have to be willing to see that through to figure out if there is more there or not, because sometimes it can take a while to kind of cut through if there's something deeper there, or again, to find out that there isn't anything deeper there. And what you see is what you get, which is certainly possible with some people. Um, Yeah. I mean, like we touched on earlier, I think this was a good experience for me because again, I was doing a better job of learning my boundaries with things and what I really wanted and didn't want. And, you know, six months before that, I would have just seen the cute face and the banter. And I would have just gone with it and not really questioned anything else. Cause I'm like, Oh, well he's cute and he's fun to talk to you and blah, blah, blah. And that banter really does like kind of trap you, especially if you're either newer to dating. I think if you're brand new to dating, like just getting back out there, that banter will blindfold you to everything else. Cause like all that is, is just like, Oh, but they're so fun. And they're saying the right things. And it's, you know, it's, it just tricks you into thinking that there's
0: something more there. Yeah. Like I remember when I first started dating, I took great banter as meaning we had great chemistry, yes, and that I thought it meant something. And it's so funny now if someone starts being bantery with me. I mean, you know, sometimes it's fun. I'm not going to say banter is not fun; it is, but I don't put any weight on it. You know, like I, I will definitely give more time to someone who's asking me real questions, really having just a normal conversation with me over banter. Like that person I just referenced. You know, we call him Sean the Smoke Show. Um, there was never banter there. We never bantered. It was all about regular stuff, real conversations. And I preferred that now at this point, I put way more weight on that. And I think that's interesting. It, it is kind of like the banter trap of, you know, you think it means something. You think it means you have something special with this person, but really it's, it's just superficial. It's not real.
1: Well, I think I a lot think of that, that back and forth that in kind of that banter mode that feels good is Also partly if you've had more long-term relationships, that is something that grows with time. And I think that back and forth, because, you know, banter partly, it's like inside jokes and stuff like that, that takes time to build and establish with somebody. So if you're going from having had that in a long-term relationship and then you're newly single again, and then here comes somebody who is doing all of those things, but there's no substance behind it, but it really tricks you, but you need the time to like, get to know somebody on a deeper level and have experiences with them. So you can have inside jokes. So you can joke, banter back and forth. Like it, it builds in a real relationship. And so that it can 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 feel really comfortable if you're used to having that. And then dating is this new thing that you're not so sure about. It can make you feel a little bit more comfortable. And again, it tricks you into that idea of like real chemistry or real connection when it's all
0: just smoke and mirrors. Yeah. Well, it makes me think about too. This is something I read recently on the internet. And I think it's, I think it's true. I think it's so true. Attention is a hell of a drug. Mm hmm you're getting lots of attention from this guy, you know, fun banter who's fluffing you up and all that. And I, and now like, I've really taken that line that I read on the internet to heart. Attention is a hell of a drug, you know, because I'll be, I'll be honest. Like there've been some connections, even people that were dates turned friends, that at a certain point I was like, you know what? I think this is more like, they're just like taking up space in my life. It's not actually healthy. It's not actually good for me. They're just paying me a lot of attention. And that feels good. Um, But actually this is really not healthy. This is not Mm -hmm. a healthy relationship. And it is so funny, like that attention thing is so strong. Like we've talked a lot about dating for attention and validation. And I'm going to say right now that is like such a bad reason to be dating, but it is overwhelmingly seductive. You Mm -hmm. know, someone's like taking you out on dates, planning things, texting you, coming after you. It feels good. Yep. But then if you take a step back, you're like, actually, this is not great. This is not a good situation. He's not a good person. He's actually not really like, we're just like doing a dance here. It doesn't actually mean anything where we matter to each other. And it's just interesting to think about that way. Like, does this person actually matter to you or are they just, you know, giving you attention and you like that?
1: Well, yeah. I mean, you have to strip away. Like when you take away those certain things of that, that attention, What's left behind? Are there actual real conversations? Are you actually getting to know that person or are they just jumping straight to like the fun stuff without any of like the real stuff behind it? Because you can, once you've had a more real connection, you can spot the fake stuff very quickly. And what, where there is no, nothing real, no depth there.
0: Well, I think a good question to ask yourself, I actually ask, so as everybody knows, I collect dates as friends. One of my dates turns fr- turned friends recently has been going through a dark time. And he said, you know, I, I just keep thinking about this person that he dated a little while back. And he's like, I, I find that I really miss her. And then I asked him, and I think this is a good question to ask yourself in any situation. Do you miss her or do you miss the way she made you feel? Those are two very different things. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes you conflate the two, like there've been plenty of times I've dated someone and I'm like, I love the way they made me feel. They paid me a lot of attention. They planned dates. Um, but I actually wasn't into them as a person. It mm-hmm. was how they made me feel. And not that that doesn't matter. It matters. But I think it's important to um, ask yourself that question. Is it really about that person or is it, you know, the attention you got?
1: Yeah. Is it the what or the who? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's all I have to say about Liam. Call me pretty girl. I thought he had a cute face. There was some banter there and nothing else.
0: (laughs) He was like the, uh, you know, as you've been on this journey getting healthier. I mean, you know, we all have like ups and downs. I kind of feel like he was like the last hurrah of (laughs) <laughs> but it was so different because you spotted it and you're like, Oh, this is not going to work. And you know, and you walked away,
1: being able to pull away from something before it turns into like a relationship that should have never happened is a good kind of viewpoint in where are you at and how you want to date and how you want to be. Because again, six months or a year before that, I would have just continued down that path, even though it wouldn't have been good for me. So it's nice to be able to, to still have the experience. Cause I think all of the experiences are important. And I stuck with my gut that this was somebody that I connected with and wanted to meet. And I have no regrets about that. And I'm happy though, that I was able to see it for what it really was.
0: Yeah. Well, it's like starting to date from want, not from like a gaping emotional wound, you know, mm-hmm. start making good, healthy decisions and saying no, a whole yep. lot more often. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, we'll talk to you guys next week. All right. Bye. Bye. Still thirsty. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and all your favorite podcasting platforms. Because sometimes life leaves you wanting just a little bit more.